Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker and Alex. And we watched Ready or Not, a movie in which several people in a mansion have an intense gaming moment. Uh, Guys, what did you think of this movie? I mean, you summed it up best. It's powerful Sam Raimi energy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that is and that actually is almost always... word for word what I was going to say without talking to either of you. Oh, it's a compliment. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's the fact that we have this kind of chemistry that makes us so good. Uh, Parker, do you have any news? Because I have news if, if you don't have any news. <laughs> you go first, buddy. Okay, uh, my news is not so great. It's uh, but, it, but it's something that I'm tentatively excited for. Now, everyone who listens to this in the past like five episodes or so knows how passionate we are about Squatch. Uh, I recently Correct. saw a trailer for that DreamWorks Yeti movie, and uh, I'm tentatively excited for it. I think that could be pretty good, and not just because there's Yeti in it, although that adds to it. It looks like it's more in the line with like How to Train Your Dragon, which I really like, rather than uh, Madagascar, which I did not like. So I, I think that which has one? potential. Which there's Madagascar? difference between those two movies? <laughs> Shut up. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to say like DreamWorks movies are, are better than Disney movies, because they're usually not, but uh, I like How to Train Your Dragon. I, I think I'll give this a chance, mostly because a movie with a Yeti in it, I think I have to see by rights. Whatever happened to that Leica it's, movie? It's, it, it's, it's out there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably see that at some point. That, that looks we'll, we'll have to wait until the company goes bankrupt next month. Chris, I'm just glad you have a second children's movie to be excited for, other than The Queen's Corgi. I mean, that's that's a future episode. <laughs> Thank you for not saying Star Wars. I appreciate that. That's pretty sweet of you. I to wouldn't do that. wish that on children either. <laughs> well, mark your calendar, buddy. TikTok. I just don't understand why they're making a whole TV series about the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! I hate it. So, Parker, your news. Hey, Chris, do you know what this last week was? Uh, Shark Week. Hey, Chris! Yeah, what? Disney's D23 Expo, buddy! Oh, oh. You thought at your Comic Con you would be done with this? You fucking idiot! I've seen the letter, like, I've seen D23 so many times this week, and this is the first time I'm finding out what it actually is. Yeah, I had no idea. Holy shit. What? I I never pay attention Thank to these God. cons and shit. I never follow. Thank God, this we have news. such a, a a big fan of comic books and movies. I for love that just, culture. Had to fill us in. Love being in the monoculture. Now, Chris, you remember we talked about uh, Marvel's upcoming Phase Four, right? You remember all of it. I definitely wasn't zoning out when we were talking about it. Of That's course. good. Yeah. Good because you've got a chance to earn bonus points in the game of games, as you can name all of Disney Plus's new Marvel shows. <laughs> 
where do I log Let off? Let me give you hints. Because there's three more coming your way, Christopher. Oh, I know The Mandalorian. That was the Star Wars trailer. Oh, showed. we'll get there. Oh. <laughs> We're not there yet, buddy. <laughs> now, we have a whole slate of movies, and yet it was announced. Don't worry, Chris. Black Panther 2 coming in 2022. Just right around the corner. Are you excited? Well, according to the latest studies, the first from Sci- series coming to Disney Plus, Miss Marvel. Do you know who that is, Chris? Uh, yeah, there is a movie about her. Followed she- up by Moon Knight, everyone's what? favorite, not Batman <laughs> vigilante. That's an epic game on Steam. And then She Hulk. Everyone's favorite character, Chris. Your thoughts? It's sexist that she wasn't in Avengers Endgame. I know. I saw a movie about it. You saw a version of it. The true director. Yeah, the, the real version. It would have been really nice to have She-Hulk around to get defeated with facts and logic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you see, you see, male hulks are just more rational. Like <laughs> the hunter-gatherer role in them makes it natural for them to be jacked. Whereas a yoked you know, female doesn't make sense. Sorry. You know what else doesn't make sense? Lizzie McGuire as a girl just trying to make it in the big city in present day. Yeah. Chris, your thoughts on Hillary Duff reprising her role? As as a as a city girl trying to make it in Hollywood? Yeah, we watched a movie about that. <laughs> Chris, you're a big fan of the live action yeah, reimaginings. I, I do love live action, so <laughs> I've had a day. <laughs> How do you feel about Lady and the Tramp? But Jesus, with the real no, dogs, no, with no, awful CGI no, mouths no, that look no, horrific. No. no. Oh, you don't like dogs? Well, maybe you'll like Emma Stone as Cruella DeVille. <laughs> the 80s riot girl punk scene. <laughs> you know, all these things I wrote down were a lot funnier before I checked our little graph and realized I picked the Colts this season. <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> things, have, things have turned around. <laughs> My jerk of the week is Andrew Luck for ruining O.J. Simpson's fantasy football team. (laughs) He'll never live that one down. (laughs) Hey, Chris, do you like Star Wars? No. Well, that's unfortunate. Because, as our good friend Alex alluded to, the, the Mandalorian is coming your way. Did you watch the trailer? No. Correct. There's no reason to. But I did anyways. Because my life is a void. Chris, I want to paint a picture for you. Alright. It's just me sitting there in my little peepo blanket, <laughs> treats all around, clapping my little piggy hands together as the new Star Wars trailer unfolds. All the familiar sights you've seen before, and then we get near the end, and we see the villain is Werner Herzog. <laughs> and the look on my face <laughs> as I tried to parse all of this. Now Yellow Cyclone live- says it's going to be good. Well, oh, he pretty well, cool. He's always an expert on things that are good. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Mandalorian. You have been canceled. <laughs> you hate to see yeah. it. Hey, Chris, you like cartoons for children, right? Uh, yeah. yeah I then you'll love the Clone Wars coming back for a final no, season. That's... How excited are you? God. Four or possibly five seasons that take place between the movies. Isn't that your favorite time? I no, I don't. I really like. Two don't of you the love movies. exploring the time in the movies? But also with none of the characters you want to see. <laughs> Who likes Star Speaking Wars? Speaking of characters you want to see, Episode Nine. What'd you think of that trailer? It fucking sucked. I didn't. I didn't watch it. <laughs> it sucked ass. 
but maybe you will watch a Ewan McGregor reprising his role as Obi-Wan. Chris, your thoughts? No, I did like him in the prequel trilogy. So I, I, I did like him. I, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, you'll eat those words. <laughs> <laughs> Not the only thing I'm going to eat. Yum, 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 See, this guy's cool because he has four lightsabers. <laughs> and he coughs. I cough. I, too, have asthma. And I routinely get bullied. That's all I have for you, Chris. Just, uh, you know, the slate is filling up every week. Another Disney product until we're all dead in the ground in four years. You know, Mind News was like this nice little wholesome animated movie about a big snow friend. And you come out here with a live-action Lady and the Tramp. Sick to my stomach. I mean, it's realistic. Oh, it's yeah. It's dark. Make it good. Those yeah. dogs are going to kiss each other on the mouth. <laughs> They're going to eat the spaghetti. <sighs> That's, that's a weird name for a kid. <laughs> <laughs> was, I wasn't expecting that shit. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's get into what we recently watched. Unless you have a different jerks of the week than the one that you listed, because I kind of think the entry luck retiring is the jerk of the week. That's pretty good. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. Think about the juice. <laughs> Okay. He's been through so much already. <laughs> After he went to jail for literally no reason. <laughs> All these trumped up charges for stealing memorabilia. They must have had something against him. <laughs> Did you guys know if you sign your name on something that it legally belongs to you? So actually... <laughs> <laughs> the castle doctrine, but for autographs. <laughs> <sighs> okay, let's get into what we watched recently. I'll kick things off. So, Alex, you and I are yeah. you and I are not on good terms right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now let's. I am obviously talking about baby geniuses and the treasures of Egypt, which I told my friends about, and they just all looked at me kind of weird. Uh, this is, nobody had heard of the third baby geniuses movie, huh? No, they didn't believe this existed. <laughs> They straight up do did you? not believe that's that just <laughs> that's just uh, because of the cover up from the forces of big baby now Moriarty. I, I tried to explain to them that you were a huge fan of the first one, and you assumed that the third in the trilogy would be really good. Oh, there's I don't know how many of them there are four or five or something. You'll find out. <laughs> yeah, I guess I will. But uh, <laughs> baby, G- now let's cast our minds back ages ago. Remember the last game of games when you assigned me Ed. And that was like how could I forget? And you that bring was, it up every other week. I know this, it, and the reason I bring it up is because there are very few movies that really reach like that level of bad. Like I didn't hate it as much as like Knock Knock or or uh, there, it, dude? Fun, or Funny Games. Uh, but fucking Baby Jesus and the Treasures of Egypt is legitimately on the same level as Ed. The only. <laughs> And yet, it is actually worse. We finally found one that is worse. It is sub-ed. It is so bad. So so you're saying there's no little people dressed as monkeys in this one? No. Okay, let me tell you guys the plot. Because we already know that the plot is a bunch of super babies have... The baby geniuses. No, super babies are in baby geniuses. Oh, don't too. give a shit. Please dude. don't get don't your wires crossed. Let me explain right, so the plot. Baby, we all know. <laughs> it's, it's the baby, no, based on my last reading of the plot line, it was the baby geniuses have to stop the the naughty super baby. Uh, what's his name? Big baby. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, you watched it. And also Moriarty from. I don't remember what they were trying to do, 
But the movie makes because I didn't actually watch the first Baby Geniuses, so miss again on classic cinema oh, according to Alex. Really? Yeah, yeah, boy. Whatever. Yeah, go ahead and put it in the chamber. I don't sure, hope no one draws that card. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I'm surprised that you managed to not watch the the prequels to <laughs> the Babies in Egypt. Yeah, I was. You wouldn't want to miss any of the lore. Ordinarily, no babies I'd watch, ever like, really gone. <laughs> ordinarily, I'd watch all of them and then watch a five hour Baby Geniuses documentary afterwards. But uh, they didn't it was have in one play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, they explained to me that not only are the babies geniuses but they're also secret agents that can use their baby language to communicate with other well, babies I mean, it, would, it would just be a waste of their genius if they weren't yeah and they can also communicate with certain grown adults and they have to keep their genius secret agent identity secret i don't know why uh the babies are the only ones that can hunt other babies which is besides pitbulls and uh, <laughs> <laughs> At one point, this is because this whole happens. Sounds the, like the fucking war in Underworld. <laughs> <laughs> the lichens, and of course, the toddlers. <laughs> I I was getting to this. All happens in like the first five minutes as the camera swoops around and tries to have like. Uh, 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 I don't know if I'm ready for the game of games. At some point, uh. John Voight shows up, and that determines where $4.5 million of the $5 million budget went. And he dresses up as, like, some Mongolian raider or something like that. He does an accent that's more... Oh. He does an accent that's more racist than the I Want to Be Ninja video. Uh, that is one of several racist outfits that he dons in this movie, so... <laughs> Brought him I mean, from home, did he? You, you can tell that... <laughs> so. you, can, you can tell that this is fiction and not reality, because he definitely wasn't enjoying any of that. Oh, of course not. And uh, at one point, this is the part that every every single time I watch one of these movies, something sticks with me that almost breaks me, but not quite. And the part in this movie that almost broke me, but not quite, was they go to the Great Wall of China. First of all, they don't actually go to these places. I mean, no shit. It's Baby Geniuses. They only have like a $5 budget after John Voight ate all of it. Uh, they green screen in all these backgrounds, like their computer desktop backgrounds. It is viewer screen screen green screen i think i've ever seen in my life it is humiliating but at one point they go to the great wall of china i'm like okay i don't know why they're there i'm looking at crash team racing and one of the little babies turns invisible and they're like uh-oh you turned invisible and i paused the game to look at my screen and you can imagine the look on my face <laughs> and, <laughs> and she explains oh no you used your secret baby power to turn yourself invisible <laughs> Just Ladies, to... don't you hate it when your man turns invisible on you with a secret baby power? He does this so he can just hide from her for like 10 seconds. This oh, power never comes back. No one else has any other powers besides communicating with babies. I, so... I love sequel teases personally. <laughs> this movie hurt me. And I don't hurt Maybe easily. the sequel's better. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll have Maybe they fix it, you know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that sucks and no one likes, I watched Creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, you know, it's kind of weird that Universal is like really hardcore about, yeah, you gotta love the Creature from the Black Lagoon, right? I'm like, no, I've never seen that. So I finally watched it the first time. Uh, lead actress is really good in it. And I don't know why people think this is a classic. It's not very good. <laughs> like, what's the fucking appeal here? It looks like an MST movie. Uh, I also watched Tarantula from 1955. Which is, uh, it, it's in the same realm as all those other movies that are just based on 
animal name. So not quite as good as bear, but I would hazard a guess that it's right up there with boar in terms of classics. Uh, it also has a cameo appearance from Clint Eastwood as a fighter pilot, which I, I kind of so liked. But you were going to say as a tarantula. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. That's the thing is apparently the some people get a certain disease or something that can turn them to, into tarantulas or something. It was not very good. Now, I would like to talk about one of my favorite movies that I think I've ever seen, Venom. <laughs> I love this movie so much. Now, to back up here, when Alex talked about it, I was like, oh, I don't think I want to see that. When Parker talked about it, I was like, oh, I don't think I want to see that. And I've got a friend at work, Dan Seed, who's been just egging me on to say, you have to see Venom. It's one of the top five movies of the year. I'm like, oh, I could use that and like make fun of him, right? And I've been doing that. But... It was another guy at work. Austin was just like, no, wait, seriously, dude, you should actually check this out. I'm like, oh, I'll take him seriously. So I downloaded it and uh, Damn, checked it out. rough beat for that other guy. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I texted him afterwards. I was like, dude, why didn't you tell me how good Venom is? So. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing about Venom is I forgot that it's, this is technically a Marvel movie. Is that correct, Parker? I'm not falling for this crap. <laughs> first of all. I mean, he's because Spider-Man in his universe, which this takes place in allegedly, is in the Marvel universe, but it's, although it's technically Sony that it's owns fine. it, so it's fine. He's, everything's fine. Now, here, there's a reason. Mad. There's a reason I'm saying this. The reason I'm saying this is that uh, if you're gonna make a Marvel movie, you gotta have some Marvel humor, and boy, boy. does this movie have some Marvel ass humor in it. But yeah. here's the thing. Yeah. But usually, like our, our our thing about Marvel humor is that not necessarily bad but it's more like it's like a six out of ten humor you know it's just not great it's just like oh look it's a joke for everybody and it's usually not very funny you have to go for like some of the ones that are intended as comedies for it to be really funny deadpool is an example guardians of the galaxy one is an example those movies are like marvel humor but it's like a nine out of ten or for deadpool i, I put it at a ten out of ten for most of those jokes but here, ordinarily, I I think that the humor in this movie would suck, but for the fact that Tom Hardy is doing several things in this movie. He has made a number of decisions, and I don't know if I could defend any of them, but I will make my best attempt. Tom Hardy hates New York. Not his character, but the person Tom Hardy despises New York about as much as I do, and he is making fun of New York accents in a certain to, way. To be fair, this character is inseparable from Tom Hardy, the person. So, continue. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> He is just... the act, oh, I, I mean, I just... I, I think I was going to investigate this guy, and I, I, I've been trying to do that accent. I can't quite get it yet. I think I'll just have to rewatch the movie so I can just nail whatever voice that he is doing for this. Uh, whereas uh, Venom's voice, which I'm just not going to do because it kind of hurts my throat. Um, as soon as Venom shows up... What, what was that? I have no idea. Sorry. It wasn't me. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. Uh, as soon as uh, Venom shows up, it sort of turns into like a buddy cop movie. and Except one of the buddies wants to eat people's heads. Uh, here's... I mean, sometimes, <laughs> you know, your buds just got to be buds. Yeah. So uh, at least one of them's a good cop. So here's the thing is that is an oxymoron. I don't know. Shut up. Here's the thing is like I didn't know a whole lot about Venom. I had an idea because I remember like that Spider-Man cartoon when we were kids. Uh, I remember Venom was like a really scary villain. Like he he was just drawn really really creepy. That, wait, that that's what you got from that? I just thought he was a dude in a black suit with a really big tongue. 
I mean, his his face. We'll get to smell. dudes with really big tongues later. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I I just remember it was like, oh yeah, that was that was kind of creepy looking. And then I saw the trailer. And the trailer was so dour. It was just like, oh no, look at his face. Isn't that scary? Look at those awful graphics. You know. And I was just like, oh, I wouldn't want to see this. I, anyway, I thought that he was supposed to be an antihero. Parker, let me explain. He's going to be like the Shadow the Hedgehog of the Marvel Universe. So Okay, got just, it. Thanks, yeah. man. <laughs> so, I would Speaking end there. I did not know play, that yeah. they were going to have actual <laughs> jokes in this movie. Some of these jokes are actually funny. That scene where he's riding a motorcycle, and he's like, oh, wow, that was pretty cool. Like, then crashes and flies away. I was laughing so hard at that. Uh, and, like, Venom has some actual really funny lines. I, I was so surprised at how funny Venom the character was. Uh, Finding out that Venom was the gay autistic version of the alien planet was real strong stuff. That was great, too. <laughs> I am kind of a loser where I come from. Whatever, dude. I'm just gonna go back home. <laughs> nah, I need you, Goo Man. That's cool, because I actually kind of fucking suck. We'll just hang out. <laughs> I guess we're friends for life. I and that's how this podcast started. So much. But here's the thing is... It's also one of the dumbest fucking movies I've ever seen in my life. First it of all, so bad. First of all, they, of all the movies, Parker, what are some of your favorite comic book movies? Oh, I'll get you started. Uh, How about Catwoman? Let's steal the plot from Catwoman and make this our movie. Everyone who said that, like, people were like, oh, don't compare it to Catwoman. It's not that bad. No, the plot is, like, really, really close, okay? There's so many comparisons you can make. Why also, is... it's pretty close to that bad. Yeah. Uh, the... <laughs> oh, dude, he's got the space goo. He can do anything he eats people. I gotta go get pictures of this Elon Musk guy. <laughs> All right, cool. That's the thing is, like... There is a scene where he gets the goo, right? And one of the uh, seeds, I'm glad you brought this up, that it's about as bad as Catwoman, is he gets the uh, the goos on him. So he can do anything, right? He's super-powered. This should manifest itself in a really creative way on film. The first thing he does is he take, is he's running along, and he does two steps along a wall, then he gets back down. And the camera shows it much like the basketball scene in Catwoman. <laughs> that was the <laughs> first thing I thought of. <laughs> I just... I love that I walked out of this movie that I somehow saw in theaters. And, like, you know, you walk out of a bad movie, and you sit there, like, a lot of times it's like, well, that fucking sucked, huh? But this movie was so bad that I walked out and was like, has Tom Hardy just always sucked? And just, like, it totally, like, made me do a complete retrospective on Tom Hardy's career. Like, it is, so like, such a gravity well of shit. That it's able to pull everyone in its orbit into. Oh, I'm com- I completely disagree. I am so much more in on Tom Hardy. I think he made the movie for me. I think he realized what a miasma of shit this movie was, and he is just doing whatever he wants, which does not make him a very pleasant experience to work with. But that lobster scene, which was totally improvised, cracked me up. It was perfect for the movie. It and his voice and his actions make the movie a thousand times funnier. This movie, you cannot make this movie without Tom Hardy, and I love it because of him. I love it because of his stupid acting the entire time. I I love him. I love all his performances too. So I'm I'm more of a Tom Hardy guy. Uh, I here's here's another thing. The fucking villain. How is the villain supposed to be intimidating or scary or anything? (laughs) That guy really? (laughs) My sister could take him. (laughs) Venom sucks ass. But when I watched it, as soon as it ended, I was like, man, that was fucking terrible. And I spent the next week trying to convince everyone I could to watch it yeah. so I could talk about it. It's, it's so good. I laughed so hard at it. It's 
I, I couldn't stop laughing at the fucking giant anime titties on Venom Girl. <laughs> First of all, she's funny with it, though. All right? She's dummy thick. <laughs> I had one of my friends listening to that Eminem song for like two straight weeks. Oh, how can we <laughs> not talk about brain? that fucking Eminem song? Got the better boy. <laughs> fucking hearing Eminem, Marshall Mathers himself, talk about I'm a symbiote and I like to eat people and I'm from another planet and you ain't seen nothing like me. <laughs> To be fair, that's better than like most of Eminem's output in the past like fifteen years. Oh, that doesn't say much. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> so, am I excited for Venom Two? Yes, but now cautiously because I found out that Andy Serkis is directing. Everyone's favorite director, the guy who did the CGI Monkey Man. Well, you it's know, fine. <laughs> but, but you know what? It'll probably have better graphics because holy shit, it was like, you're right, PS3 level graphics for this fucking movie. <laughs> I rendered the movie myself, actually. That's the thing. One of the things I actually genuinely liked about the movie is I'm like, okay, so Venom's supposed to be really more of a villain, right? I, I don't read comics. I don't remember much of the cartoon, but he was supposed to be a bad guy, right? He's They're called... A- anti-heroes yeah but that's the thing is like based on his actions in this movie he is a hero he is a good I mean, guy for the eating people's heads part well th- that's the thing is he there's only one bad there's only uh, two people's heads who are eaten the See, person at the end is the only the one bad guy yeah <laughs> he's like dexter <laughs> <laughs> now i'm imagining like a dexter pimple that only eats bad that only eats naughty babies <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bad baby. It's just like an urban legend for small children. Like if you're bad, <laughs> Angelica Kipples is going to eat you. <laughs> Fucking Tommy and Chucky use a little screwdriver to get out of the pin. They walk in the room. There's just plastic tarp everywhere. <laughs> Venom, check it out, folks. Yeah, I I loved it to death. I will rewatch. I love it. an hour of backstory, and then you're like, all right. Oh shit, is this the end? And then the end just yeah. happens. And then there's yeah. 20 minutes of credits. It's so I Because told... everyone has the experience of like, does that say two fucking hours? And the credits roll at 91. You're like, wait a second. I told Parker <laughs> that uh, I was in the second act. I was like, if the third act is good enough, I might buy this on like physical copy. And the third act is, is still like that fucking uh, comic book sort of, you know, miasma of CGI. But I. Uh, I didn't mind. It was actually, for the most part, pretty interesting CGI. And again, on my whole planet, I'm kind of a loser. Which I, I'm gonna keep thinking about this movie for a long time. The goo <sighs> monsters raced the rocket ship. <laughs> it's so good. All right, uh, a little. What did you think of Woody Harrelson's wig? Tell me, please. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking raggedy Andy Harris. First of all, I'm so insulted that you expected me to know who Carnage is. How the fuck do you live in the 90s and not know who Carnage is? I don't... I played outside. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. You do a movie podcast. <laughs> False. I also lived, so... Look, I I don't know who the fuck Carnage is. I, I thought that don't was like... To be fair, I don't know who the fuck Carnage is. Oh, See? I cannot wait for my good Oh, you guys don't read years. comic books and check off. Yeah, sorry. I was I don't read, book. period, and yeah. you know that. Uh, do not read posts. Skip, you know do I don't read. jack off. <laughs> He's actually elevating his mic a little bit closer to him. <laughs> I'm be doing a lot of elevating soon, let me tell you. Oh, good. Uh, no, I don't know who Carnage is. Uh, he will. Oh, good. I, I was half expecting it to be like, because I liked the movie so much, I was like, what if they just break the fourth wall and just have a DC uh, character in there and just say, yeah, what the fuck are you guys going to do about it? 
But no, some guy I've never heard of. That's yeah, whatever. <laughs> this fucking wig is so good. <laughs> I I'm really really excited to see like so it's obviously going to be Venom versus Carnage in there. I wonder what Tom Holland's going to do, like how he's going to swing in there. Anyway, uh, the next movie it's that fine. I watch, <laughs> I got to see the Iron Giant at the Alamo, and I I still really really love that movie. This is like an interstitial because the next thing I have to talk about is also really big, and I don't have much to say about the Iron Giant because I think I've talked about it on here before. New category, big movies. Uh, no, it's not a movie. <laughs> oh no, it's bigger than that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the Iron Giant is still a classic. It's still perfect. Uh, I love it to death. I think I said when it came out of there, better than every Disney movie. And I'll amend that statement. Mulan is better than the Iron Giant. After that, though, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to take the Iron Giant in this case. I, brave stance. Yeah, very brave on my part. I like myself for it. Here's the story, though. This isn't a Jerks of the Week. It's just uh, stupid Chris, idiot baby. Won't everyone laugh at him? Uh it's like a movie can party. all be yeah. big baby, dude. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the uh, the movie party thing had special drinks one of them was like this milkshake with a bunch of shit in there I was just like that looks disgusting so I didn't do it the other one was called trouble at the power plant it had some sort of alcohol that I don't remember uh, grapefruit soda and lime I'm like well I like three out of four of those let's try it waitress brought over the uh, brought over the drink really cute waitress by the way I will be going back it was the strongest drink I've ever had in my life. I, I took one sip and I was like, I miss, I, I don't know if I'm old enough for this, but she was already gone. I had to finish that entire thing. It tasted like pure electricity. That was so fucking strong. So I have to figure out how, what kind of alcohol that was. I'm still shaking from it. And now the big one. The one that, mm, I'm so happy I'm fucking done with this shit. I finally finished Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Eddie, you have to pilot the Eva. It's... <laughs> this fucking... I do not like the show at all. I really don't. I really wanted to like well, the Actually, show. Chris, it's because you didn't get it. And like, let me point you in the direction of some YouTube videos that give you a 17-hour explanation of the ending. Let me, let me just start with something. It'd just piss <laughs> off a whole bunch of Evangelion fans. You know all those like crosses and religious symbols that are throughout this anime? Yeah, that's because the creator admitted that they had no significance whatsoever. He just thought they looked cool. All right? That, that is who amongst us <laughs> that's the level of genius that you are working with here okay first maybe i don't like it because i don't have depression and i can't really get inside the mindset of Must these people nice. what they're talking about but for crying out loud you've got to give me something to work with the, these characters are not interesting enough to have these conversations i do not care enough about these characters <laughs> Like I, I, I cannot stand it. I, and here's here's the worst of it. Apparently, there are a lot of hardcore fans of this, and the hardcore fans are like, "Oh, which one is your wife?" I hate this word. Which one is your Same. waifu? And it's like it's either Ray, the girl with the blue hair, or Asuka, the girl with the orange hair. She's German. And uh, why? First of all, they're both fourteen. Why? Why would you like either one of them? They're fourteen years old. Gross. The other part is neither one of them are likable people. Asuka hates everybody. She says that, and and Ray has no feelings whatsoever. She is a fucking. She she's apparently a clone. I think she's a robot. I don't think she has any thoughts or feelings or emotions. She's worthless. I hate her. I hate all the characters on this, and I hate how fake deep it is. This reminds me of like my biggest criticism of the Matrix. At least the Matrix has some interesting stuff to look at every once in a while, but. This, every once in a while, the animation will be really good. But every once in a while, they will 
like blatantly run out of money and they'll just show you a still shot where nothing happens over it. That's not animation. You're not paid to just, ooh, they're talking over it. It's fucking stupid. I, if I could summarize it, it's essentially that webcom, which we've all seen, but it's especially apt here. It's like, ah, uh, no one makes cartoon for perverts. Not, not until me, Jeff Q Anime, decides to make it. This is, it's really, I saw... So remember what I said about Gunbuster? It's like, oh, I didn't realize that those were underage cities, and that kind of, like, ruined it for me. Not ruined it. I still like Gunbuster, but it's like, oh, I didn't expect that. There are so many underage 14-year-olds who take their clothes off. I don't need to see that. So, no, Parker, do not waste your time with this. I, I can't believe it. Everyone kept telling me this was a classic. This is a waste of my fucking time. I'm so mad that so, I watched all of this. First of all, I'm glad you learned a valuable lesson about listening to anything anime fans say. Yeah. I'm still stuck on... Yeah, Venom's like my favorite movie I've seen this year. I'm not depressed. I don't have depression. (laughs) (laughs) I Must be nice. Parker, ignorance is bliss. So that just explains my entire outlook. Uh, But the thing is... Hey, maybe I was let down by those final two episodes. I will say this about the final two episodes. I... they're not great. Um, by that point, I wasn't liking the series anymore. I was I was feeling really let down. At one point in the final episode, uh, this character... It's actually really funny, I think, unintentionally. Uh, the character, the Shinji Akari, he creates this alternative version where it's kind of like one of those classroom slice-of-life animes. And that's a lot more interesting. You get this upbeat music, and the characters interact with each other in an interesting way. It's useful. It's creative. I... I don't know, I thought it was funny. I was like, wait, why couldn't I have got that? And then, at the end, he breaks down all his world barriers or something like that, and all the characters congratulate him one at a time. What I mean is, congratulations, cut to a different character. Congratulations, cut to a different character. Congratulations, cut to a different character. Congratulations. They did this for, like, all 27 characters in the anime. <laughs> and that's and they're all clapping and applauding him as he's standing on the world. And then the show just ends. <laughs> I'm like, I, I thought it was, like, the biggest middle finger to a fan base I'd ever seen. And I was actually laughing at that. But, hey, maybe I should watch the movie. End of Evangelion. Holy fucking shit. Parker, man, that good, huh? Parker, do you know what happens in the first five minutes of that movie? No. <laughs> Alex, do you know what happens in the first five minutes of that movie? Please tell me, buddy. Oh Jesus! For uh, I might have to cut this. I I I, I did ask. Might have to cut this. Hoggies. So remember, the characters are fourteen years old, right? So Uh-oh. yeah, Uh-oh. yep, that's right. So Oscar is the girl with the orange hair. She is lying in a on a hotel gurney, not a, a hospital gurney, and she's just like, oh yeah oh okay yeah very I know where this is going <laughs> oh so you know right yeah she's lying there and she's like at the you know the beep beep thing going on doing with everything the guy's looking at her like hey please wake up and he shoves her body and her body turns over and uh oh one of her breasts is exposed I'm looking around making sure no one's in the room with me I'm actually not into this and you hear some noises you hear some short breaths. Five minutes later, you look at his head, it's covered in cummies, and I'm like, what the fuck, Japan? And people call this a classic. People are like, oh no, it's really deep. You just don't get it. When he cummed all over his hand to the 14-year-old girl's breasts, it, it was saying something about his perception and reality. 
And the here's the thing. The only person who would hate this more than me would be my brother. At one point during the movie, a lot of the characters have like these really like, yeah, that's really deep and trippy sequence, man. It's really cool. And he's like talking about, oh, myself. It's a perception of myself. At one point, the character says, I am myself. My brother would have thrown a brick through the TV when he heard those words. So, uh, no, I, I don't recommend this to anyone ever. This is a waste of my fucking time. So, like, how long do you see the titty, though? <laughs> there's there's a lot of them. There's way more than you want to see. Oh, man. That is so cool. That's, look. And it's definitely not our fault. We got a show about angels and robots. So he jacks off to this underage girl's titties. Fellas, don't you hate buying underwear? Me Undies, our new sponsor. <laughs> Glad <laughs> to have you on board. That's the thing. It's like, ah, God, I feel grossed out. I just I, I felt grossed out while watching it. It's this is a cartoon for pedophiles. So, uh Alex, what did you oh, watch? That's a cute. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Uh, so I've only got two things here to talk about because I took a lot of time. Been, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I have been a busy little people this week. But uh before I get started, I need to issue an apology to you guys and to all the listeners. Because a couple weeks ago, I started talking about the first two movies in the Has Fallen series, and I <laughs> neglected to mention that the bad guy in the first movie is also Johnny Tran. And that is a personal <gasps> failure on my part, and Man. I am sorry, because I should have picked that up immediately, and I didn't. Yeah, That's a turf. Takes really. a big man to admit when he's wrong, and I appreciate that. <laughs> so anyway, in a long line of series of words strung together that I never thought I'd be saying. The third movie in the Has Fallen series. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we kick things off with our hero Mike Banning, who uh, in only three movies now is beaten down, has gotten multiple concussions, just popping pills, is having all these CTE symptoms, like just really really worn down already which i totally believe from the four hours of him being a complete badass in the previous two movies but you know hey whatever like gotta sell movies to dad sometimes he's uh he's pretty fucked up we uh he you know sits around remissing with one of his friends who like you know immediately is going to be the bad guy and is also played by the dude who played general ludendorff in wonder woman Oh. <laughs> oh. Say no more. <laughs> uh, he had me. This Nazi guy seems I, pretty chill though. I mean, let's give him a I, chance. I said this about uh I said this about the the previous two movies, but like god, every single one of these movies is just like a season of 24. Like they take the season, they take like they just pick any one season, they mine it for ideas and they throw it into a 2-hour movie. Like in this one, like, he meets up with his estranged father who was a Vietnam War vet, and they basically compare, like, war stories and play Suffering Olympics with, actually, my war was worse and this and that. And then some goons come, and the, the old guy blows them up in the woods. We get a betrayal from the vice president, who is the most weaselly-looking dude you can possibly imagine and would never actually get elected to public office. It's just, like, like betrayal after betrayal into fight scene after fight scene and after surprise death. Like, everything you get from a season of 24. Like... I don't know a single person's dad that wouldn't love this movie. So it, I'll love it. Got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, my verdict is it's fine. They somehow managed to spend $80 million on this movie, 
but it shows because for the first time the effects in one of these movies is like actually good like this this wasn't fucking miserable to look at we don't have to see the cgi washington monument getting blown apart like it's it's not bad like you can do worse with your time I mean, extreme, extreme, extreme dad energy. Like, I just, I have maybe never seen something with more dad energy. And I will say that I laughed really hard. Like, basically, the vice president's, like, whole evil plot is, uh, we need to get Morgan Freeman out of the way, who is somehow president after being the worst villain president ever in the first two movies. But whatever, it's a movie, I'll live with it, it's fine. His whole plot is, we need to get him out of the way, so I can hire more private contractors for the military. <laughs> There's a scene. <laughs> There's a scene where he, he has taken over the presidency. He's sitting around the Oval Office. One of his intelligence chiefs comes in and goes, Sir, it appears that, uh, that Mike Banning has gone rogue because of this $10 million payment he got from the Russians. And <laughs> our vice president looks into the camera and says... We're going to have to crack down on this with force. We can't have them getting away with this, too, after when they meddled in our elections. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those scenes where I just looked around nervously left and right to see if anyone else was also seeing if there was anyone else in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> that sucks so bad. I know. I know. Oh, fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) One more thing on this, because I did have one extreme nitpick. Now, this is not the kind of movie where you want to be thinking about plot continuity or, you know, contrivances or anything like that, because obviously it's fucking 24. It's, like, not going to hold up if you think about it at all. But there is one point in this movie after Morgan Freeman wakes up from his coma after the vice president takes over where they're sitting around going like, well, I guess we got to hand power back to him. And the vice president's like, you know, up in arms. He's like, never in our nation's history has there been a transfer of power back to somebody who like handed power over to like their vice president or whatever, which is a real problem because that's the plot of the first two movies. (laughs) 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 I feel like these might just be like, parallel universes just all lining up next to each other i i don't know i i have more questions than answers but this is fine and it looks really good so (laughs) do whatever you want it's two hours and it doesn't feel like it you're fine now there's a movie that i'm extremely extremely excited to talk about i'm so ready as many of y'all know, I watch a lot of 80s movies. Because the 80s really are our best decade. Yeah. Correct. So I, I, I just want the next words to like to have the, the, the weight that they deserve. Because I am not being hyperbolic when I say this. I think I experienced the most 80s thing I have ever experienced this week. So now, Here we go. I'm so ready. You raise the bar pretty high. Let me tell you guys about a movie called Never Too Young to Die. Oh, jeez. And by let me tell you about it, I mean, I am going to tell you the first three scenes of this movie that happen consecutively in about ten minutes. All right. Scene one. We got these war boy-ass looking punks hanging out, like, at this, like, like, gathering or whatever. They're waiting for somebody important to come talk to them. Like, they're all... 
they're both like hyped up and incredibly stupid and like sound over the top dumb you, you know you can kind of picture the character yeah pretty much that, right yeah. now i want you to imagine the first scene we in uh in ghosts of mars where we see big daddy mars where he <laughs> oh, comes yes. up over that hill cast your mind you know back. like in in all his glory and everybody starts cheering how could i forget so again keep that scene in mind keep these little war boys that i have you know like i'm telling you about in mind now what comes over that hill is not big daddy mars but instead a transvestite named ragnar played by gene simmons okay who has a master plan to blow up the dam and contaminate the water supply but you see he can't because somebody has stolen the disc you figure it out I don't know. <laughs> he takes out some lady prisoner. He murders her with one of his fingernails. It's oh, you're just you're instantly like like all of the guys are like like chanting for for Gene Simmons to give this lady the finger, and you're just like I don't want to know what the finger is, but it sounds not great. And then you find out. Uh oh. Scene two. As you know, the opening credits of the movie start. <laughs> And an original song written for this movie plays. My goodness. We see a bunch of scenes of people doing gymnastics. One of whom is our hero, pre-Full House John Stamos. <gasps> okay. Parker. Okay. Parker. Hold, just just hold is, my hand, man. We're going to get through it this. Is, it is a smash cut from transvestite Gene Simmons to just, like, high schoolers doing gymnastics tricks john stamos gets down he has like a quirky roommate that makes gadgets <laughs> these two guys in like 1800s weightlifting outfits like block him off as he's trying to go to the locker room who are like ostensibly bullies but their bullying basically consists of hey loser you should do a real man sport like wrestling and then the second one goes yeah we'll show you some moves man it's very homoerotic very confusing I'm still trying to put together how these two things are related. John Stamos goes back to what I guess is his dorm room, even though I've read after the fact that these were supposed to be high schoolers. He's hanging out with his friend. The principal or something comes in, asks them both if um, if their parents are going to be attending Parents' Day this year. He kind of looks at John Stamos and goes, oh, I know your dad never comes to these things. I don't know why I'm asking. He's like, no, no, he's definitely going to be here this year. And, you know, they're like, oh, man, you know, it sucks that your dad, you know, has, like, this crazy busy job, you know, doing secret agent shit or whatever. And John Samuels is like, yeah, it really sucks, as he looks longingly at a picture. (laughs) Of everyone's favorite James Bond, George Lazenby. Yes! (laughs) Scene three. We're in the sewers. It's George Lazenby and his team. They're hunting for Ragnar the transvestite. You can't just say scene three, we're in the sewers. (laughs) How dare you? Oh, but I can, because this movie does. (laughs) And our entire third scene is, I don't know if it's supposed to be a faithful retelling of James Bond or a spoof or what, but he's just like, He's going around, they're using gadgets, one of his team members betrays him, and he just, like, shrugs and he's suave British man about it. Like, it's very confusing. He's captured, he gets murdered, and there's another hour and 20 minutes of 80s movie. Oh, my God. 
you got some Robert England. Of you course. Got, uh, you have a character who is credited only as Exploding Biker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I just, e- is... I just end of Evangelion to myself listening to that. <laughs> this is a future episode and a half, and I'm not going to talk about the rest of the plot for that reason. Parker. Because, oh my god. Parker, oh my add it to the list. It's it's on there. <laughs> this movie is so fucking huh. good. That's what Gene Simmons looks like in this movie, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm saying... I don't want to spoil it for myself. It is... That is... Unfathomable that this exists. I was not expecting now, that was a young individual. <laughs> Chris, you often say that older movies are very much the most tasteful when it comes to things like you know. I have often transvestites. <laughs> yeah. How do you think this one handles it? Uh, delicately. Uh, that's the ad- that's the adverb I'm going to use. What if huh. I told you that we get a scene in a drag club where Gene Simmons is wearing a hairpiece that is literally four feet tall? <laughs> Can't help but notice this summary on IMDb includes the word hermaphrodite, which is definitely a word people still use. Yeah. Oh, submitted by someone with an Earthlink email address. This is looking pretty good, you guys. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm pretty psyched. <laughs> How much? Okay, if you're, if you're on IMDb for it, how much money did this make? Please tell me it made a, a return oh, of promise. Please. I hope so. Ooh. God, I hope so. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Uh, it opened to a whopping forty-six thousand, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's all it says. It's the opening weekend. Oh, I don't think it had a second weekend. That doesn't sound good. I will see if I can get uh, Brian to play it at the Alamo did... Draft do now, not make bad this budget. Now, if you need one more incentive, one more little carrot on a stick to want to watch this movie, no, John Stamos' character's name is Lance Stargrove. <laughs> <laughs> Parker, you would like it. This is just like Yoda. <laughs> Velvet Von Ragnar. I've read it four times, and it's made me angrier every time. <laughs> This movie is so 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 good. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing this week, but I'm willing to do this. Parker, we'll have to take it under consideration unless we think of something better. <laughs> yeah, that's file this away. <laughs> Parker, what did you watch this week? Oh, boy. I don't know how to compete with that. <laughs> that's powerful. The eighties are so fucking cool, you guys. All right, you know what? I'll just jump around. Let me start here. Let me say, I don't see a lot of studio comedies anymore. I didn't get a chance to see The Boys just here. Not The Boys. What is it? Good Boys? I haven't had a chance to see that yet. But I will be shocked if I laugh anywhere near as hard as I did while watching Jupiter Ascending this week. Oh, thank (laughs) God. Oh, (laughs) my fucking God, you guys. I do not know what Eddie Redmayne is doing. But I had tears streaming down my face every time his big fucking face, his weird chapped lips, talked in his freaky Fred voice about planets and such. And then he would scream at me, look at his face. It's very good. Like, I forgot Channing Tatum was in it. 
So when he rolls in like 20 minutes in, it's like, oh yeah, he's a werewolf. He's a wolf-human hybrid. And he's uh, he's got these magic roller skates and he can fly. It's like, alright, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Wait a second, Parker. Isn't it because he's part of like a royal guard or something and wolves are very protective or some shit? Yes, I mean, and then he somebody out. has to guard the secrets of sex from people. Like that. <laughs> he attacked a noble person, so he had his wings cut off, which caused you to scream, "Why does the werewolf man have wings?" And then they just cut to another spaceship. It's like, all right, fuck me, movie. It is. It got to the point where they go to Sean B's Magic Bee Ranch. Because Sean Bean is also some alien man who just looks like Sean Bean. And he looks at Mila Kunis dead in the eyes. He goes, bees are genetically designed to recognize royalty. And I <laughs> spit my drink. I made a mess. I had to pause the movie. I was having the time of my life. <laughs> he sits her down and tells her, like, so uh, you're actually like a reincarnation to these alien people, and uh, they came to Earth millions of years ago and killed the dinosaurs, and you're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Just, you know, classic Wachowski shit. It's, I've never been more excited for Matrix 4 than I am in this moment. Now, Parker, this is the we the funniest should... thing I've ever seen. Parker, you're getting ahead of yourself right here. I want to make it clear to everyone who hasn't seen this movie that the main character's name is Jupiter, and people call her Jupiter. People say she the name says at one point, Jupiter. "Hey, call I'm me like, Jupe," and I wanted to <laughs> put my head through a wall. It's got the same I, problem I that Dragon Ball Evolution has, where you can't just name your main character something that I already know you're going to name it with that, but you just can't say that word out loud. You can't call that kid from Southern California Goku, and you can't call Mila Kunis. Jupiter. I can't huh. hear it in any voice other than Kel Mitchell's. <laughs> it sucks so bad, but also, Valerian wishes it was this funny. Like, that movie's just boring and endless. I was dying. I had such a good time. I wish they made 40 of these. My favorite thing in the world is Wachowski seriously thought that this was going to be the next Star Wars. That's God, really what they were going for. God, I wish. Shannon <laughs> Tatum just falling in love and be like, oh, I can't do this. I'm actually a wolf-human-alien hybrid. Now, if you'll excuse me. And then he just pulls a shield out and then just jet boots now, it. Hold up. Fucking... Hold up. Wasn't her response, I've always loved dogs? Yes! <laughs> Correct. It sure is. Oh, my I... God. It is so fu- I mean, it's Does bad, this but it is the origin of so the dog good. pill? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to swallow it yet, honey. It's okay. <laughs> Every scene with Eddie Redmayne is tied for the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Do you want to hear stars. my impression? <laughs> <laughs> like, they've made movies before. And he delivered that and they're like, yeah, this is sick. He's totally a space prince. Cut. <laughs> Next frame. <laughs> It was very cool that all the CGI was dog shit until the third act, and then it looked good. It was like, hey, maybe front load that so people yeah. don't turn it off. People are seriously excited for Matrix 4. First of all, only one of those movies was good. I'm using massive air quotations around that. And seriously, after Jupiter Ascending, you trust them? Between Jupiter Ascending and Speed Racer, I want them to make as many big-budget projects as they can <laughs> before they are blacklisted, because, <laughs> my God... Speed Racer has a scene where the dad, John Goodman, fights ninjas. So, you know, 
maybe check your privilege. Tell you what, I've already got it downloaded. I think I'll get to it this week. I mean, is it good, Sober? No. Is it good? Depends. I I have plenty of rum with me right now, tell you what. It is. That movie's a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) God bless him. Yeah. I'm Matrix 4, coming at you. Your boy finally got to see Brightburn, y'all. Oh, (laughs) So here's the thing with Brightburn. Did you see the trailer? Yeah. Does that interest you? No. Eh. Alright, that's the reaction you'll have to the movie. Because it is what it promises. If that does anything for you, you will most likely have a good time. Especially if you're a little intoxicated. If you watched that trailer and went, nah, I'm good. You're fine. Thank goodness. I will say, I really enjoyed... Like, I did not expect it to be as bloody as it was. There are some very grisly deaths, which I very much appreciated. And I also like that, like, they're the his parents that raised him are the ones that found the spaceship. So, like, the second things start going wrong, the dad's like, No, fuck this, dude. Like, it's not our kid. That thing came from the sky. We don't know what the fuck that thing is, but one of us needs to kill it. By the way, his dad is Roy from The Office, which is <laughs> always funny. <laughs> I like to think of him as a deaf tight end from The Replacements. <laughs> Jesus. It's him and Elizabeth Banks, and honestly, they are, their performance is very good. There's a scene like 20 minutes in where things are starting to go wrong and people are starting to disappear. Where, like, he's been out that night and they're in the kitchen like, Did, did, did you wake him up? I don't know. I yelled at him. I don't know. I'm not going to go up there. And he walks in like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? Oh, man, you want some breakfast? Oh, it's all right. If you're late, you know, be late. Never killed anyone. It's all right, man. <laughs> like, they're just immediately terrified of this small child, which is incredibly good. And it's essentially like, I enjoy that it's paced like a slasher. It's not paced like fucking Man of Steel or something. It's just like, all right, like 10 minutes in, he starts getting weird. And then just like every 15 minutes, someone dies horribly. So it is absolutely what you think it is for better or for worse chris you'll hate it yeah i don't want to watch that i'll probably and that's fine yeah okay following this away yeah it's you'll have a good time with it you know we all have a lot of disagreements about movies but i think we can all agree on one thing imagine not liking king of the monsters like just (laughs) literally imagine it Parker, there wasn't enough your... story, alright? Yeah! <laughs> you better believe your boy came home today. The happiest little Pepe. Put it in, wrapped himself in a big cozy blanket, ate his body weight in pasta, and just had a wonderful evening. That movie is so good. It's so, so, so good. It's fine to not like a movie. You're wrong, but that's fine. That's one of the things that I really like about it, thinking more and more about it. Like, every once in a while, if you see a really good movie, something will stick with you more than anything else. For me, what really stuck with me is the music. Boy, that music sounds better than ever, right? So, oh, God, it's so good. Yeah. It's so fucking good. Now, you guys might not remember this, but like two months ago, I want to say, in our movie channel on Discord, Someone posted a link to a trailer about a Banana Splits horror movie. What? <laughs> and you better believe, I'm at I'm at Walmart getting a couple groceries because I forgot to get all of them. And I walk past the Redbox kiosk. And I see the Banana Splits. I'm like, well, I should probably watch this today. 
What I'm trying to say is this was, without doing any reading, this is a thousand percent, this was a script for Five Nights at Freddy's, and then they lost the rights, and then they were like, well, shit, we just have this script here, we should make it anyways. It has such powerful sci-fi original movie energy. Is this really based it's on the banana splits, like with their stupid little cars and stuff like that? You see... A little boy and his family get to attend a live recording of the Banana Splits, Chris. Yeah. And the Banana Splits aren't people in suits. They're all animatronics. Much like a popular game. Yeah. And they find out that the show is being cancelled. So the animatronics go haywire and murder like 40 people. What? (laughs) It is garbage, but also... I mean, there's no better way to explain it than sci-fi channel energy. Like, it is bad, but also every ten minutes, someone gets murdered by a giant stuffed animal. <laughs> you have no reason to ever watch it, but Alex, when this inevitably shows up on Amazon Prime and you watch it, you will have a decent enough time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good, but also it's kind of good. There we go. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I got two things for you. All right. Two things in a similar vein. One will lead into the other. Skip, you know I'm passionate about the 90s. Yeah. And Correct. 90s horror. Mm-hmm. So I learned of a movie called Disturbing Behavior, which I had not seen. Right. 1998. Cold open. This dude, football player, typical 90s jock hey. in a car with a girl. She's wanting to make a move on him, and he says no. And he tells her he can't bang her because he has a big game coming up, and he needs his fluids. (laughs) (laughs) She sees this, understands, and then immediately goes to suck his dick. What? What? No. Yeah. Guess what, though? Fluids need to stay in. Close up on his face, you hear a bunch of weird voices, and he just fucking breaks her neck. Good. The cops roll up, they're like, oh, jeez. Uh, shit, that's our star quarterback. Uh, we'll take care of this. One cop gets too close. He reaches for the gun and murders said cop. All of this is seen by a shitty loser burnout kid. Cut to next scene, 1998 James Marsden transfers to the school. He meets his new friends. One of the guys from Final Destination, who is not Devin Sawa or Stifler. The guy who goes on to be John Connor in Terminator 3. And, of course, Katie Holmes. Now, here's the thing. James Marsden is technically the main character, but the guy who gets all the lines is the shitty loser stoner burnout kid. And all of his dialogue it seems like it was written by someone who saw Clerks in Pulp Fiction and went, Yeah, I could write a movie. <laughs> it is unbearable. And then about 30 minutes in, I gasp as I realize, Oh my god, this is the Stepford Wives but with 90s high schoolers. <laughs> it is so fucking good. I mean, it's not. It's horrible. But it's so good because the whole plot is these parents are brainwashing their shitty stoner fail sons into being A students and only 1998 James Marsden and Katie Holmes can stop them. They go to investigate because they find out the it's like some school-run program. They find the doctor and they go to his hospital and, of course, like an hour in, they're just at the secret poo brain layer where he keeps all of the failed experiments. <laughs> they find like some records and they read it and they go, Oh my god, it's his daughter. 
Cut to them sprinting down the hallway <laughs> as Harvey Danger flagpole Santa starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. We get these a bunch of shitty like ripoffs of Jacob's ladder shots, and then they end the movie. William Sadler, who plays the guy who just murders mice in the basement, distracts all these kids by getting their attention. They all jump on his car, and then he screams, Hey, teacher, leave those kids alone, and drives them off a cliff. (laughs) The credits roll at 75 minutes. (laughs) It is really good. Oh, my God. But not as good as a movie I cannot believe I've never seen. I have finally seen Idle Hands. It is the most 90s thing my body has ever consumed. Explain. So Devin Sala, everyone's favorite kid from the 90s and also that stand video. <laughs> the cold open is his parents just get fucking murked. His dad, played by Fred Willard, just gets the fuck murdered. And you don't know who did it. Then we meet Devin Sawa's friends. One of them means nothing to you guys, but it's Foggy Nelson from the new Daredevil series. And the other friend is 1999 Seth Green. Oh, God. Contain yourself. Because also Jesus he has a crush Christ. on his neighbor, which is 1999 Jessica Alba. Oh, of course. Stay of Stay with me. <laughs> They're having a conversation. In one scene, there is both a Hanson and a Red Shoes Diaries reference dropped in casually. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Uh, they start arguing, like, oh my god, what happened? I think my parents are gone, I don't know. And then Seth Green gets distracted, and then hits a huge bong rip out of a bong in the shape of titties while Santeria plays. Yes! Holy <laughs> shit! Uh, Devin saw was like, oh, this is fucked up, I haven't seen my parents for a while. Starts walking, gets accosted by the cops. One of the cops is the lesser McPoyle brother. He tries to buy weed off said cops. It does not go well. He goes back home. He finds his parents dead. And Seth Green and his other friend are just in the house, not noticing they're dead, watching a two live crew video next to his parents' corpses. <laughs> so 30 minutes in, he accidentally murders both of his friends. And we find out that he's possessed by something, and he can't control his hands. His hands just get a mind of their own and start a killing. And then his friends come back from the dead, and for the rest of the movie, we have zombie Seth Green. Oh. Just let that sink in for a second. I'm sucking. Jesus. So he's trying to figure out, like, guys, what do we do? And they're like, do you know anything about Satan or evil or anything? And Seth Green responds, no, but we know someone who does. Cut to a dude in a sleeveless, quiet riot shirt hitting on a girl morning Seth Green at a mural outside of the local burger shack. (laughs) Every time that character is on screen, Shout of the Devil is playing in the background, and it is always funny it happens at least three times (laughs) at this burger place like literally like he walks in and then someone leaves the room and i'm like wait that guy's familiar it's fucking dude ranch era tom DeLong with the shitty like shaved buzz dyed blonde hair just on the screen for three seconds because he realized oh my god enema of the state wasn't even out yet (laughs) this is how powerful of a timepiece we're dealing with here jesus so the cops go back to his house. They're like, hey, what's going on here? And he accidentally murders the two cops while his friends are loudly watching the music video for Dragula on his TV. <laughs> <laughs> we get a whole bunch of extremely powerful Evil Dead 2 comedy, which is always good. 
And then an hour in, Vivica A. Fox shows up. And she's like, hey, so check this shit out. I'm part of a covenant priest that hunt an evil force that possesses these fucking losers. They're like, oh, sick. They're going to the dance. We go to the high school dance. The band playing, you guessed it, The Offspring. Yes. Because it's 1999. <laughs> the Offspring with the lead singer wearing an AFI t-shirt. <laughs> Vivica A. Fox casually mentions, like, hey, cool, good to see you. Uh, since it kind of wants your girlfriend, and also at midnight, it's going to drag her to hell. And it's not on our normal time scale. It's it's in, like, six minutes. They're like, oh, shit. And then the guy from The Offspring gets his scalp ripped off by a severed hand. How have I not seen this? this what I'm trying to say incredible. is that the early 90s and the late 90s feel 30 years apart from each other. Soundtrack includes Blink-182, The Offspring, Rob Zombie, Zebrahead, Unwritten Law, Zebrahead, and The Vandals. 20 stars. Everyone should watch it. It is so absurdly powerful. I was dying the entire time. And that's all for me. (laughs) Nothing could ever top that experience. I'm just so shocked. This is... It's so good. It is... It's so fucking good. I, I don't even want to talk about another movie. I know. <laughs> All right, let's just go watch this and talk about it. Yeah, ready or not, it's a 9 out of 10. Go watch it. <laughs> the end. Uh, are we ready to talk about Ready or Not? Yeah. Yeah, let's okay. Uh, we're already uh, more than an hour in, but uh, the good news is this is a fun movie. I had a, I had a good time with it. it. Appears as though you two did as well. So uh, first things first, this is not Margot Robbie. Correct. I want to make that very clear to everyone who thinks that this is Margot Robbie because I showed this to someone, and she immediately said that has to be Margot Robbie, but she's using like a pseudonym. I'm like, no, this isn't like an author who will just do that. No, this is. Some, Could you imagine? Yeah. Oh, they're not going to know it's me, but Gene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Nicholas Cage. Anyway, uh, Samara Weaving. This uh, is she the niece of Hugo Weaving? Yes. Try and piece that together in your fucking brain. I do. Well, whatever she is, I want more of her. She is great in this, isn't she? Yeah. She is so much She's fun. So- so much charisma immediately. She is like exactly. She's like one of the best parts of this movie, specifically for the first act. She is like such a likable character. She's really funny. She's really charming. She is absolutely this sort of character. You're like I want to watch a movie with her in it. And that's what you get. So uh, I'm I'm in a, a really good mood already. Uh, now this is really less of a horror, more of a thriller and a dark comedy. And I think that's fuck <laughs> off. You know what? No, let's take a break. I'm gonna walk this off. <laughs> Are you actually taking a break? No. Okay, sorry. I'll be fine. I'll stew here. Uh, But she's not the only character here. We also have uh, this whole host of characters. And like Parker mentioned, everyone's playing every part very broadly. Uh, They're all playing really much to the cheap seats. And I like that uh, because it makes the characters just a little bit funnier in every way. Uh, who is your favorite? I call dibs on the girl who is constantly on drugs. She cracked me up the entire time because her face is just constantly moving. <laughs> I'll take fat guy. Uh, <laughs> he had a powerful energy of not wanting to be there, but also being down with hunting this person for sport. Yeah. <laughs> he's like so put up by the whole thing. He's like, I don't even know how to use a crossbow. How am I supposed to murder this woman? <laughs> Uh, being upset about the wrong thing is always funny to me. I, 
I I thoroughly enjoyed like you know they show up with their shitty kids and like the kids despite the fact that the whole like thing is like, you can't tell anybody about this it's a secret nobody can know and the kids just like come in wearing the masks from the opening scene just <laughs> screaming about murder yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> man speaking of the opening scene like we all like knew the plot going in yeah, yeah. they get married they have to do this you get the cold open title card cut to they're already getting married I'm like oh fucking thank you movie I don't yeah. need to know how they met I do not care. Just, yeah, I appreciate when a movie is 95 minutes and does not waste my time with garbage. That's the thing. It's like, if you're going to show that sort of stuff, it has to be tied into something else. It's one of my criticisms of that opening scene where it's just like, oh, look, they're hunting someone. Did they really have to hide Alex so that he didn't see it? Did that come back to, to any sort of relevancy? Hmm? Uh, uh, yeah, I... I yeah. I have some questions. In the yeah, there are, there are some huge gaping holes. In the I movie. had some questions and that almost what, that almost ruined the once movie. Once it gets until to the third two act. minutes afterwards, once it gets to the third act, uh, that's where the questions become a little bit stronger. So, uh, uh, one of the things about the movie is it asks the same sort of question that the trailer asks, and that's one of the reasons you go into it is like, why are they hunting her? Uh, would they be doing it just for fun, or or is there some other motive for this? And Parker, what was the word that the patriarch used that made you sit up in your seat a little bit? At some point, they're talking about like, yeah, I mean, we have to do this game or else the ritual. And I'm like, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> did, did he say ritual? They said ritual again. Guys, do they really mean ritual? <laughs> and yeah. my, my ears perked up like a dog, like, hang on a second. You better not be just throwing that word around casually now. Just nudging the sleeping guy next to him. Hey, hey, you hear that? You said ritual. <laughs> Dude, do you think there's going to be some devil shit in this movie about hide and seek? <laughs> uh, I, I've seen a lot of devil worship movies. The Witch, uh, Hereditary. But if you're going to do it, you know, it's going to be a movie like this. Uh, so it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. And they keep asking this. It's never revealed until the very end of the movie as to whether the ritual is real or not. And I, I kind of like that because it really does keep you interested in the events that's going on. I was actually thoroughly invested in the entire movie, and that bodes well. I, I, I mean, I, I thought, you know, given the, the constraints of the movie, like, there was just zero doubt that the ritual was real. Like, I thought that was more just, like, the people, like, like the younger generations not really having the association to it to understand what it was really all about. But I thought the movie very much spelled it out for you. Like, oh, no, no, this is not. See, fake. that's the thing is the only reason I was holding on to it is because the movie was so funny. Otherwise, I was like, they could do something really, really funny if the ritual wasn't real. I, I really felt like that was in play. Uh, we won't spoil it yet. I, I actually do want to mark this with spoilers. Uh, but I, I really thought that... Uh, I guess we already did spoil it, didn't we? Yeah. Who gives a shit? I mean, if you listen to this show yeah. about a new movie, like, <laughs> and you expect that we're not going to talk about spoilers, like, when have we ever earned the respect of being that professional? Yeah, you can, <laughs> yeah just yeah. or respect, period. Yeah, I mean, also I this was... will come out, this episode will be edited by the time this comes out on digital, so. Nice. I was definitely holding on to the ritual thing, because in the back of my head, I'm like, if I spend 85 minutes hyping myself up and then it doesn't happen... That's going to really bum me but out. They keep mentioning it, but they're also not like over the top about it. It's like sort of subtly mentioned or something like that. Oh, she saw LaBelle or he saw LaBelle or something like that. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, I also thought it was interesting that LaBelle and La, La Domus, those are both anagrams of uh, two demons in uh, Satanism or something. So that's interesting. I mean, that's uh, a religious I it was expert. Whatever. 
I now, Chris, this is a movie about a nice innocent person playing a deadly card game with life or death consequences. Now, as the Yu-Gi-Oh! expert, what were your thoughts on the film? Well, I like how she got assistance from both Para and Docs. <laughs> I, 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 when, when we found out that, like, oh, you have to play this game or you're going to upset the king of games, I was very yeah. happy. <laughs> like, all right, well, this is a strong recommend regardless. Yeah. <laughs> you have to solve this magic box and a card comes out. I'm just nudging my girlfriend like, hey, it's you. <laughs> Honey, wake up, wake up. Come on, look. Okay, there we go. It's called Dungeon Dice Monster. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> Just imagine being that like that like family patriarch back in the 1800s, and you're on a boat, and Maximilian Pegasus comes up to you and asks if you want to play a game. Oh, you know the. the... It's my wedding day. Why do we have to get married underneath this oil portrait of Duke Devlin? <laughs> when he comes out there with a puzzle box, I was like gripping my seats, and then I realized I was the only one in the theater, so no one was going to make a Zemeckis cube joke. Uh, anyway, I thought it loudly. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Man, I had a decent crowd. They had a lot of fun with a lot of the surprise I'm, I'm happy oh, that yeah. they did, you know? Uh, first of all, that puzzle box actually kicked off more vibes for uh, Hellraiser than anything else. And that makes sense, because that actually uh, sort of ended up tying in, didn't it? So, stole from a movie that's uh, halfway decent. <laughs> I'm fine. Which, in a good way, though. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I, there were a couple um, missed opportunities here. I really feel like the third maid should have been killed by the drug girl. I think that would have been funnier because she would have found a way to accidentally kill her. And it just, you got to keep the joke rolling, all right? I like familiarity, okay? I, I, I fear change, uh, but the dumbwaiter death was, uh, whew. That was really I good. Was, I was so perplexed as that scene was happening. <laughs> I just I... love it. She's just like, hey, don't worry, they're after me. Ah, right, she's here! <laughs> Yeah. What a oh no, I'm getting crushed to that. Like, like Who as I'm the watching button? that happen, I, like, like as I'm watching that fucking scene, like in my head, I'm like, wait, do they just film this movie and forget to explain what happened to the third maid and have to add this in post? Because that's what it felt yeah. like. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's like, oh shit, we left this entire character as a loose. They got sentence. a card back. Where'd other maid go? And they're like. Okay, get everyone back in the house. <laughs> Gotta do some pickups. There, there, there was a real Austin Powers moment when uh, the second maid was still gurgling. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm that all right. So I good. can still move. <laughs> <laughs> like the second she reaches for that crossbow, you sat lean in like, oh, they're gonna do it, aren't they? She's <laughs> yep. gonna shoot her in the fucking head. I wasn't expecting it through the mouth of them. That's always a nice surprise. Unfortunately, I was because yeah, of the, the trailers trailer. for this movie. Were... Oh, that's right. The trailer Probably. was really, really good. Unfortunately, the trailer also gave away the best moments. It's it's a great trailer, yeah. but it is a detriment to the movie when you know how the first hour is. Yeah, I kind of I kind of gave the movie a little bit too much credit because I sort of thought that they would add in a lot more jokes. But they they sort of were a little bit skimpy on the jokes at sometimes, but every once in a while they would come back with them and it really cracked me up. Like, gang attacks while he's hunting another human being in this mansion says, what up, dog? <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> Family shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving him a southern accent that he probably doesn't need, but uh, Parker would understand. Uh, I mean, speaking of, <laughs> the fucking mob just gets a southern accent an hour yeah, into the movie. Yeah, what was that? That was interesting. Yeah. Was that supposed to be there the entire time? What's going on? I be asking the wrong person. Yeah, <laughs> this is a put upon voice. <laughs> He's code switching for us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. 
but you know what? You don't need to be like explicitly telling a joke. Sometimes it's just funny to have the family being you know, just a bumbling bunch of idiots. That's kind of just funny that like these are the bad guys that you're supposed to be afraid of. You're like these people aren't intimidating at all. You know, they're they're not really anything to fear. The way the dad plays it as just getting more frustrated throughout the night <laughs> and being the only one who believes like, no, God, we have to do this or the curse. Well, it's yeah. so good. Well, troll dog. Everyone else would be like, all right, well, everyone else would be like, all right, well, fuck this. I mean, she can get away. We're rich. It's fine. No one will ever know. And he's like, no, you don't understand. My great grandpa <laughs> played dungeon dice monsters with the devil on a boat, and they made a deal, and we have to fucking kill this broad. I I really enjoyed the uh, the scene where they're just like arguing about like the inherence tradition. Like, oh well, if great grandfather had the security cameras, he definitely would have used them too. <laughs> so it's okay. Which is like exactly an argument that's I would exactly have about, I was about how to we're say. in this situation. I was about to say, yeah. It's like that was the most Alex thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's, it's like, not tradition that he was on the cameras. Born before cameras. <laughs> Listen, if George Hallis had access to the other team's playbook, he would have used it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well, one of the things that they... I wouldn't necessarily call it breadcrumbing in this movie. It's more like dropping an entire loaf. But uh, I think the part where they say, uh. yeah, we've only ever done this once before. That makes so much sense. That totally adds up with everything in here. That's why everyone else is totally like not really sure what they're doing you know there's like no one knows if this ritual is going to work for sure but we did it last time and we didn't die so you know that's our pattern uh, it makes too much sense because <laughs> in my head i was like that's like a whole extended family did all these people survive getting hunted and they're like oh, i just had to play old maid <laughs> and he literally asked what the fuck is old maid so apparently he wasn't very good at it <laughs> like hey you don't have to win it's like eh you get hide and seek <laughs> then you really gotta win <laughs> well, stay hidden till dawn <laughs> <laughs> I did appreciate it was a very relatable moment how she hides in the dumb waiter for two minutes and goes that's ah, enough of this <laughs> just crawls yeah, out literally the exact same thing that I would have done here's the thing though popular fan theory I just invented it can you imagine if she had just waited in the dumb waiter the entire time and that was how she stayed hidden <laughs> Because I, I have a feeling, Better movie. I have a feeling that like the entire family would not have even looked for her in that most obvious of hiding places. <laughs> she was she had so many relatable scenes. Like when she gets the instructions, and she gets into the hallway, and just sees the two doors, and she's immediately like, "Fuck!" Which was it left? Yeah, was it? Because I didn't remember. That's for goddamn yeah. sure. I, I I like the movie's restraint that they uh, they didn't say dumb waiter. Well, I mean he likes stupid music, but I don't think he's that dumb. So <laughs> I'll put, I'll put the Seinfeld had... music in there. <laughs> we cut his mic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, you've been dancing around that one for twenty. minutes. No, I just thought of it. But here's the thing about the waiter. There actually is something that did kind of bother me. So here's the scene that they're really building up. It's when she's in the back of the car. And he's driving her there, and he's listening to that loud music, and they're all watching on the video, right? And they're all posting progress on Twitch. Wait, let watch her. But, like, they're like, oh, no, look behind you. All she does is kick him in the head. I was kind of expecting her to, like, pull out a secret weapon or something. Does, like, the Weaving family own the rights to 18 Till Overture or something? Like, I guess. I, maybe. I, 
Because <laughs> that's two for two now. <laughs> also, that's another scene that doesn't work unless they're all playing it broad, where the entire family is huddled around a phone and screaming, <laughs> Fucking turn around, you idiots! <laughs> yeah. Like, if there's any restraint, it does. it's not nearly as funny. Everyone has to be at 11 at all times, and everyone stands out because of it. Like, every single... Like, <laughs> Fucking cokehead sister is so cool. Everyone gets a moment. Character. Like Chris, I know the moment you love. Where <laughs> the one sister sees her running, just poses, pulls back the arrow, just launches it in the shitty arc. It goes nowhere. It's, it's like trees, 50 feet away. You just see that thunk. She goes, ah, oh, fuck. It just walks off. She's so confident, and then just immediately eats shit and walks away. <laughs> It, it really is one of those things where everyone gets again. The, the fact that kind of had some of the best moments in there. When he when he's googling on his phone, double curse, real or bullshit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or just that got me googling how to use a crossbow. Because dude, same. These are your in laws. You don't want to ask them and make an asshole of yourself. Yeah, you don't want to embarrass so yourself while you're hunting people. Exactly. Like two movies in a row. I just like that exchange of like, oh, we were supposed to kill her. I never liked you. <laughs> She's like, all right, I'm going to take a piss, I guess. That's the thing is some of them play it a little bit differently than others. I have to admit, I do like the father constantly flipping a coin to see who gets the head, who gets the legs. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good yeah. bit. That like, after, like the first time it happened, I was like, I don't really get this. But by the fourth time it happened, it was really funny. <laughs> just this obsessive compulsive games. <laughs> Oh, there we go. That's that's how it is. You know what? I was actually the other vibe I sort of got off this, and I'm not quite sure how to explain it. I kind of got vibes from like Cabin in the Woods, you know. And yeah, you could like yeah. sort of feel I, it, and you know. I actually I wanted to bring this up because like this is like one of the points, and like I think this is maybe the first time I've ever met a game to myself out of something possibly happening in a movie. Because like I thought about that, I would be like man, like, the whole gamut of options is open for an ending yeah. here. And then realize that this movie just has way too high audience scores to do yeah. that, because people fucking hated Cabin in the Woods. <sighs> Breaks my heart. Normal I mean, those people skin. are wrong, but also in that moment, like, I knew that this was going to be played kind of straight. That's, yeah. So, I, I, I kind of wish I'd been able to watch it, like, thinking like, oh man, anything could happen here, but just, I know how these dipshits rate movies. Like, yeah. I... See, here's my thing about it is my hopes were dashed kind of early on when they're all sitting around and the guy says, yeah, I just had to play Old Maid. What the fuck is Old Maid? I was like, oh my god, if they had each had like some sort of uh, game where it's not necessarily the the person who's new into the family who has to draw the card, but maybe it's someone else in the family who has to survive or something like that, that would also be interesting because I'm just thinking, what if she drew a card that was Hungry Hungry Hippos? Because that's... <laughs> what, imagine revealing that at the end. Remember, like, at the end of Cabin in the Woods, they have all the different killers out there? What if you have a room with, like, a whole bunch of hippos right there, and that's how you have to play Hungry oh, Hungry man. Hippos, you know? They're in the room that's only reserved for family. Yeah. Just a whole bunch of hippos. Now, Parker, turning my chair specifically to look at you in this. Really, Greetings. what this family is playing is Monopoly. You saw a tweet that... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Can you please... Online is a fucking disease. <laughs> Can you please tell Seeing me this, this tweet? fucking loser be like, you know, I just don't think it was really funny to, like, use the lower class of waiters as, like, punchlines for jokes and have them die like that. It's like, you know what? Maybe don't watch movies. <laughs> like, what the fuck? 
Why is everyone so fucking stupid? Yeah. It's like, how can you possibly take that That's that stance after point. this movie goes like fucking fifty miles out of its way to be political for like two minutes <laughs> yeah, and then I don't goes know, back no, to being this not movie? Not good optics. The character don't literally says, love? "Fucking rich people." Yes. So <laughs> she has like so many good screaming tantrums. Oh, she's good at that. She's like, her last one queen. is yeah. just. Howling like a fucking yeah. rabid dog. It's so good. Or the one where she's in the street and just screaming. Yeah. yeah. Oh, let's talk about the uh, the OnStar voice that comes on there. That dude is the funniest part of the whole. <laughs> the end of the transaction. Like, hey, you still there? Oh yeah. What's up? Go fuck yourself. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> the most defeated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have a good night, lady. <laughs> My hands are tied. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> Just shuts off her car and it gets shooting out. Uh, getting back to some of the Sam Raimi vibes, uh, it's not just, you know, death as punchlines, because again, that crossbow to the throat was pretty funny, but it's also the main heroine going through a lot. When I talk about, like, when I say Sam Raimi, it's not just Evil Dead 2, but it's also a lot of Drag Me to Hell in this. When she falls into that body oh, pit, yeah. and oh, yeah, the yeah. hole in the hand, and oof, there's the nail. Yeah. When you first see that nail sticking like, off, yeah, and you yeah. just go, oh, yeah. they're not. Yeah. They're not. And then they yeah. do. Uh, shout out to her just punching that kid square on the bean, though. <laughs> she fucking decked that nerd. <laughs> that was a good reveal, too. Like, hey, Hey, little man, he just fucking pulls out a gun. Shoots yeah, him. do not doesn't trust say kids. a word. Actually, it does say a lot about that family that he's the first one to actually hurt her. <laughs> yeah, like even when the game first starts, and that sister just runs in and shoots that maid in the face. <laughs> That's good stuff. I just, I, I love like we have that whole scene, you know, where she falls down into the fucking pit with all the bodies and stuff. And then, like, five minutes later, somebody's, like, like in another scene, somebody's like, yeah, what should we do with these bodies? Like, I don't know, just throw them in the goat pit. It's like, oh, cool, the goat pit is a thing now. <laughs> like, one real happy. <laughs> when they go in the, as I call it, the goat room, and you just see that giant cellar door, you're just like, Sonic's goat second. room. <laughs> in your head, you're like, please let that be where they keep the bodies. Like, every time I have a thought, like, I'll oh, let this happen. It always happened, and I was so yeah. Shout out to the cameo from uh, from uh, Black Phillip, uh, still getting roles after The Witch. Uh, but we know that things aren't going to go well for him, because they were talking about slitting that goat's throat and like, making the rituals. Like, that was almost normal to me. I'm like, jeez. <laughs> Can we talk about his arc? Because I have questions. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's not an arc. That's the a sine wave. The entire movie, I'm thinking, like, man, I'm going to be real fucking mad if after all this, he's just like, Surprise, I'm evil. Yeah. And then he is, and the movie almost loses me right until it doesn't. See, but we will get yeah. to that. Yeah, so here's the thing about the third act as we near it. The performances are all over the top, and the action's really good, and I like Samara Weaving more and more than ever, but there's a little too many, not even twists, just reverses in the third act for me. Uh, I'm not saying you have to pick just one, but it's a little. I'm having a little bit of trouble keeping track of everything that's going on at this point. Suddenly, uh, this movie is this movie is laboring to keep you on your toes. Yeah, it's which is weird because like I'm right here. I, I would have been with them. They don't have to make these decisions. So shitty son with the beard is now good, and she says, "I, I knew you were going to help me." I'm like, "Yeah, smart waving. I also agree with you on everything. Please marry me." And he says, "I didn't." So, what made him become good now? I don't know. 
Oh, I thought that was extremely was clear. It? it was the 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 entire line he has like with his mom, where she's like, you know, talking about protecting the family and shit, and like how like we have to do anything to keep the family alive, and he's just like, no, actually, somebody needs to kill all of us. Like this is like, he's not doing it out of the goodness of his heart. He's doing it out of like, oh no no, these people are fucked and need to die. Oh. And that's also followed by when she finds her son knocked out. He's like, mom, I shot her. She's like, oh, I'm so proud of you, and him realizing like. Oh, it's just already another generation of these absolute psychos. Yeah. yeah. Fuck it, just but snuff it all out. Case, that kid's like eight and already has the killer instinct. Yeah, that's my thing, though, is if that's the case, it takes him a little too long to turn against him or something. I don't know. It, it does make it clear that he is somewhat cunning and that he's not exactly playing it on the line for most of the movie, but I don't know. I That, t- yeah, that reverse I, I didn't see, like I, I think, I think I was fine with it taking so long because he's fucking oh there's that too yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that works uh one of the early other on, like, he is very is, clearly uh, not into it well alex yeah uh oh, no, alex what the fuck okay so i i think i sort of saw it coming that as soon as he said yeah we're uh we're not gonna be together after this are we and she doesn't say anything <laughs> like i it's obviously implied because like after that i i wouldn't want to be with anyone but then he decides without any words that if he can't have her, no one can, and and just decides to do the ritual. And I was just like, oh, what a dick! Yeah, like, I, and and I'll give the movie credit for trying to set it up yeah. the right way. Like we have the scene where he's with his yeah. mom, where it's like, like I I know you, you're my son. Like you're not gonna pick this girl over your family. And then you have him walking in as she's murdering his mom with the puzzle box. And I like I, they they tried. Yeah, I, I just, just I didn't a turn like where they ended up. I yeah. aggressively did not want to happen. Yeah, me too. And the whole movie like was so successful with its jokes and everything. It's like these people are good enough at putting a movie together. Like you're better than like, this. Like here's my yeah. thing. I, I guess I kind of like Samara Weaving so much that I kind of wanted her to have some simulacrum of a happy ending. I I wanted her to like maybe she saves him from the family and she carries him across the threshold out of the house or something. That'd be a really good shot that you could use. But they uh they go a different route i guess uh and i i respect it you know i mean they're the ones who made the movie not me i mean i'm just some guy sitting on his ass recording a podcast about it but i mean it, it's not necessarily bad it's just it's a bit much for the third act isn't it with all the twists and turns like alex you said desperately trying to keep you on your feet knowing that these guys came from mostly shorts and one feature length found footage movie yeah, it makes sense that they're used to be like, all right, this yeah, will be like 15 minutes long. That's a good point, yeah. Okay, shit, this is 90 minutes. Uh, Well, we started the plot like 10 minutes in. We're kind of, we're sitting at 75 here. We got to gotta hit 90. What the fuck? Uh, how about he's good, but she thinks he's good, but then he knocks her out so the family can take him. Then he poisons him, but not enough to kill him. But then they, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I... It was very clunky, but then... <laughs> it's, it's all safe. Yeah. It's all safe. Yeah, shall, yeah. shall we get into uh, the ending? Absolutely. Okay, so the very ending, uh, they're trying to sacrifice her, and wouldn't you know it, the sun rises before they're able to kill her. And I kind of like the little uh, troll doll aunt there throwing open the curtains dramatically. She's wouldn't you want to keep them quite closed powerful. or something? That is, yeah, that's, all that's, a great, that's a great character. She is, yeah. That is such a good character. <laughs> The fat dude cowering under the table at the sunlight like a vampire is so good. <laughs> I, I really like his initial reaction is just the utterance of, uh. Because <laughs> I don't know, I thought that was really funny. And honestly, if the movie had just ended right there, just like cut to black that they're still alive, I, 
I thought that was really funny. I'm all just staring at her like... I thought that would have been yeah. really funny. Huh. Well, uh, uh, guess you'll be on your way then. Gotcha. <laughs> Welcome to the family, yeah. credits. Uh, and then the troll doll aunt explodes into blood. She decides, like, I mean... You still gotta kill her. Ghosts or not, like, we're gonna kill her. Takes two steps, explodes into a fine red mist... I'm kicking my feet in happiness. <laughs> I, if, like, if I have only one and only one complaint about this scene, man, you put 1812 Overture in your movie deliberately and you don't use it in this Yeah, scene. it makes too much sense. Well, you strong second place. I, I don't care how on the nose it is. <laughs> I would have paid a lot of money for that scene. Strong second place to replaying the Hide and Seek song, which I will include at the end yes. of this episode. Look, that was that was a great choice. Yeah. Don't get me but wrong. But the eighteen twelve overture would have worked here. I agree with you entirely. I just synchronized people exploding is something I am here for in every. Capacity. Oh, of course, just like the first Kingsman movie. When she runs out of the room with the two kids, I'm leaning forward like, "Is it oh, going to be God, percussive? Do it. do it." You just hear, <laughs> "Like, ha, ha, you did it, son of a bitch." So again, Twitter so users are okay with the little kids dying, but like, oh no, you can't kill off the pores. Like, come on. It's just bad optics, man. The internet's so fucking sucks. stupid. Uh, I, it's fucking <laughs> I, I don't know. I had a really good time. Although, I think it was, my mood was almost killed when she sees that ghostly reflection of that guy and he, he nods respectfully at her and uh, <laughs> he tips his fedora. <laughs> When everyone explodes, she sees the ghost and she goes, fuck. I think that I did. <laughs> yeah. walks out. I think I didn't like her just saying fuck, because if the movie had just ended on that, I would have been like, oh, that's a shitty ending line. But, uh, no, it's, she still has a one last joke. It's an obvious joke, but it's it's still a joke, yeah. you know? It's better than just like, it's pretty good. Fuck. Like, she's fucking Beavis and I, I'm very happy with any movie that ends the same way that Green Room ends. <laughs> oh, God. Green Room has a fucking all-timer ending. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is one of my favorite endings to anything ever. Like, I... God, I need to watch Green Room. The shot of her walking out of that giant mansion where just the entire background is orange with fire as she walks through where they held the wedding is incredibly good. So yeah. Almost too good for this silly movie, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So cool. The devil nodded at her in respect. She's our hero. My lady. <laughs> He just, he's a gamer and respects yeah, games. Yeah, you have to. She is, so I guess she's the queen of games. You can't be the, parag- you can't be the paragon of a gaming empire without ex- respecting getting played. That's when rules. my jerk of the week is Charlie Daniels, for then the devil would ever break his deal <laughs> <and> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so, do you guys think Joey Wheeler would have uh, lived throughout the night? No. <laughs> he would have murdered himself. <laughs> hey, you hey, guys. Oh, I gotta go get trip. my blind sister out of the goat room. <laughs> well, that's funnier than anything I had. <laughs> Fuck it. I forgot about his blind sister. All right. I got a duel for her. Oh, shit. I lost again. Yugi, I lost my only good card. Can you get it back for me? Uh, do we have any final <laughs> thoughts on Ready or Not? Uh, most horror comedies that try aggressively hard to be more comedy than horror almost always are trash. So it's it's such a nice feeling to get a good yeah. one. Not yeah, every Joe is... Clans, but a lot of them mm-hmm. do. Like I have a sneaking suspicion this movie's gonna lose money, mm-hmm. but 
I'm happy that somebody agreed to put it in theaters. This like, is a I'm, movie I will show to everyone. I'm very happy oh. I got a chance to see it. I I mean, I'll say the obvious here. Your next is a better movie, but I, that doesn't mean that this one's bad. A different kind of it movie. It is. Like, you can't, oh, you yeah, can't compare feature. horror movies and thrillers. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. God, so, fuck. <laughs> the one thing I'll say about it is I think... If this movie's trying to make a political statement, it, it didn't really work at that. And it was really obvious when they were trying to make a political statement because it's showing, it's towards the beginning of the movie where it's showing all those pictures of like the, the patriarch of the family from years past where he's hunting in Africa. And to see him with a fucking blunderbuss in his hand and his foot on top of a Sasquatch corpse, not cool movie. I don't need to see that. <laughs> it's yet that this family is the only one that knows about Squatch. Yeah. <laughs> That's a secret. Who wants to play a game? It's time for hide and seek. Run, run, run. Time to run and hide. Run, run, run. And now I'm going to find. You scurry off into the darkness. Hurry, I'm behind you. Don't you speak. Hide and seek. Tiptoe to the cellar or crawl under your bed. Anywhere you fled. I am going to find you Stay inside the shadows All you girls and boys Don't you make a noise Or I am going to find you Run, run, run Creep up on my prey Run, run, run Stalk the night away Scuttle off into the night But what'll be behind you Don't you speak The lobster in a pan You don't understand That I am going to find you Be still as a mountain And quiet as a mouse Cause any little sound And I will surely find you Tick, tick, tock Are you ready or not? Tick, tick, tock Listen to the clock Hasten off into the black Don't waste another heartbeat Don't you peek Come. <laughs> and that's the tea, sis.